Chapter Twenty Three of Iracema, the Honey Lips, a Legend of Brazil, by Josette Alencar, translated by Isabel Burton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Twenty Three. Four moons had lighted the heavens since Iracema had left the plains of Ipu, and three since she had dwelt in the wigwam of her husband by the shore of the sea. Gladness dwelt within her soul. The daughter of the forest was happy as the swallow that abandons its paternal nest and goes forth to build a new home in the land where the flower season begins. Iracema likewise found there on the seashore a nest of love, the heart's new country. She wandered over the beautiful plains like the hummingbird hovering amongst the flowers of the acacia. The light of early morning found her already clinging to the shoulder of her husband, ever smiling, like the enhegissa which twines round the tree trunk and which covers it with a new garland every morning. Machin went out to hunt with Pochi. He then separated himself from her in order to have the pleasure of returning to her. In the middle of a green pasture hard by was a beautiful lake to which the wild girl used to direct her light step. It was the hour of the morning bath. She would cast herself into the water and swim with the white herons and the scarlet jassamanche. The Pichiguara warriors who chanced to come that way called this the Lake of Beauty because it was bathed in by Iracema, the most beautiful of the race of Tupin. And from that time till now, mothers come from afar to dip their daughters in the waters of the Parangaba, which they suppose have the virtue of making the virgins beautiful and beloved by the braves. After the bath, Iracema wandered to the skirt of the Serra of Maranguab, where rises the river of the Mahecas. There, in the cool shade, grew the most savory fruits of the country. She would collect a plentiful supply, and rock herself in the branches of the Maracujá tree, waiting for Martin to return from hunting. Her fancy did not always, however, lead her to the Gerarahu, but often to the opposite side, close to the lake of the Sapiranga, whose waters are said to inflame the eyes. Near it was a wood, thick and leafy, with clumps of murichis, which formed in the middle of the plateau a large island of beautiful palms. Iracema loved the Murichiapua, where the wind blew softly. Here she stripped the pulp from the red cocoa to make refreshing drinks mixed with the bee honey, which the warriors liked to drink in the great heat of the day. One morning, Pochi guided Martin to the chase. They marched towards a serra which towers on the opposite side to Maranguab, its twin sister. The highest peak bends like the hooked beak of the Macau, and hence the warriors named it Aratanya. They mounted by the side of Guayuba, whence the waters descend into the valley, and they went to the stream where the Pacas are to be found. The sun shone on the Macau's beak only when the hunters descended from Pacatuba to the plateau. From afar they saw Iracema, who came to wait for them on the margin of her lake, the Porangaba. She came towards them with the proud step of the heron, stalking by the water's edge. Outside her carioba, 
she wore a belt of maniva, the flowers of which are an emblem of fruitfulness. A festoon of the same flowers twined round her throat and fell over her marble bosom. She seized the hand of her husband and carried it to her lips. Thy blood lives in the bosom of Iracema. She will be the mother of thy son. Son, saidst thou? exclaimed the Christian with joy. Kneeling down, he threw his arm around her and kissed her, mutely thanking God for this great happiness. When he arose, Pochi spoke. The happiness of the young brave is a wife and a friend. The first gives gladness, the second gives strength. The warrior without a spouse is like a tree lacking leaves and flowers. Never shall he behold its fruit. The brave without a friend is like the solitary tree, waving in the midst of the prairie, with each blast of wind. Its fruit never ripens. The happiness of the strong man is the offspring which is born to him, and which is his pride. Every warrior of his blood is one branch more to raise up his name to the sky, like the top branch of the setter. Beloved by Tupin is the warrior who has a wife, a friend, and many sons. He has nothing more to desire, save a glorious death. Martin pressed his bosom to that of Pucci. The heart of both husband and friend speaks by the mouth of Pucci. The white warrior is blessed, O chief of the Pichiguaras, lords of the seashores, and happiness was born to him in the land of the palm trees, where the baunilia perfumes the air. It was begotten by the blood of thy race, who bear on their faces the color of the sun's ray. The white warrior no longer desires any other country, save the land of his son and of his heart. At the break of dawn, Pochi set out to gather the seeds of the cajuru, which yields a most beautiful red dye, and the bark of the anjiku, whence is extracted a lustrous black. On the way, his unerring arrow brought down a wild duck sailing in the air, and he took from its wings the longest feathers. He then ascended Mokoribi and sounded the Inubia. The sea breeze carried far the hoarse sound. The shell of the fishermen of the Trairi and the horn of the hunters of the Soipé gave answer. Martin bathed in the river waters and walked on the beach to dry himself in the wind and sun. By his side ran Iracema, collecting the yellow ambergris cast up by the sea. Every night the wife perfumed her body in the white hammock that the love of the warrior might remain captivated. Pochi returned. End of chapter 23